What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Sports Talk Buffalo. Thank you for making me part of your week. In this upcoming episode, we're going to talk about the Buffalo Sabres having the possibility of sneaking into the NHL playoffs, and also the UB Bulls lose another heartbreaker, this time to one of the worst teams in the entire NCAA. All that in this episode, so stick around and let's have some fun. You can't be fucking serious. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another video of Sports Talk Buffalo. Coming into this game, the UB Bulls were coming off of a very impressive road win over the Western Kentucky Hilltoppers, 77-67. Coming into this game, they were ranked 85 in the net rankings, according to bballnet.com, and were heavy favorites against one of the worst teams in all of college basketball, the Canisius Golden Griffins. Coming into this game, the Golden Griffs were just 2-9 and nine on the season with a net ranking of 310 out of 358 eligible schools. So it is clear that UB was the far superior team, at least in terms of wins and quality wins heading into this matchup. The Bulls came into this game as a 16.5-point favorite, and Canisius was going to be without two of their better players in Malik Green, who was averaging 16.5 points per game, and Jocko Fritz, who was averaging 7.4 points per game. Meanwhile, the Bulls would have their full complement of players, including Jonathan Williams and their backup point guard in Curtis Jones, who had missed time in the previous games because of health-related issues and family issues. Now, with everything pointing to Buffalo being the dominant team in this game and all signs pointed to UB being just completely destroying Canisius in this game, the Bulls came out and laid an absolute fucking egg. They laid an egg again in the first half, and it was simply embarrassing to watch as I was at this game, and it was just missed shot after missed shot, and it was, there's just no energy for the UB Bulls. They scored just 25 points in the first half, and they have scored under 33 points four times this season, and they've scored under 30 points three times in the first half this season. And for a starting roster that is as talented as the UB Bulls starting roster, this absolutely cannot happen. And I put all of the blame right solely at the feet of the university at men's basketball head coach Jim Weitzel as he just doesn't seem to get his guys to come out from the start on fire ready to play and this has been a issue over his tenure with the Buffalo Bulls especially this season as we all thought that they could potentially be an at-large school heading into this season however the expectations that we had coming to this year were far overblown as we have seen as the Bulls are now just six and four heading into a very big matchup with UC Irvine coming up in a few days. 
Another problem which I have noticed in this is that the Bulls defense has a lot of problems with the pick and roll. Frequently, at least the last few games against Division One opponents, I'm not going to count the one uh, against Division Three opponent St. John Fisher. Against Division One opponents, UB Bulls have had a ton of problems with the pick and roll, and they almost always do not seem to rotate well on defense, and this is leaving guys wide open for easy baskets under the net, and the coaching staff does not seem to understand how to correct this problem, and coaches from other schools are starting to take advantage of UB not being able to defend the pick and roll very well. Now, while I place a ton of the blame as far as what is going on this season at the coach's feet. In this game, the Bulls players have been just absolute, they were absolutely putrid shooting the ball. And the Bulls' best players just haven't been able to take that next step from last season to be the dominant players that we thought they would be. In this game, Josh Mbala played just 11 minutes and fouled out because he took three absolutely fucking ridiculous fouls in this game. The last foul, I mean, I guess you could kind of excuse him as he looked like he was maybe going in for a rebound, and he just goes right over the back of uh, the Canisius player. But two fouls in this game were just just bad fouls. The one in which Imbala just looked like he hip-checked the Canisius player because he didn't want to move his feet. He was late to getting to the spot, at which point he should have just let him go because it was a clear, hard foul on that play. And the other one, he makes a fantastic play out-muscling the Canisius defender under the net, but then he continues to jaw in the Canisius player's ear all the way down the court in which he gets a technical foul. He gave Canisius two free points, and possession of the ball. That was a huge play at a crucial time and something you cannot have happen from your seniors. It is an absolutely fucking boneheaded play by a senior who is supposed to be one of your leaders going forward this season. Also, Josh Mbala just hasn't looked much like the dominant player that he did last season, which he was averaging double-double every single game. Josh Mbala has looked almost disengaged at points this season, and that is something of major, major concern for the Bulls heading forward. Also in this game, Sugu had an okay game. He had 12 points and 5 assists. However, he shot just 5 of 13 from the field and just 1 of 4 from the three point or from behind the arc. Macy O'Jack in this game was ice cold, throwing up brick after brick after brick from behind the three-point line. A guy that you brought in to be your sniper from behind the arc, and he has had uh, trouble... In, in some of the games this year, really getting himself going as he just didn't look right from the outset. He was 0 from 5 from behind the arc. But I think the biggest disappointment in this game is the highest rated recruit that you've ever brought into UB had an absolutely horrible game. And this is turning into a big deal for UB as... He is supposed to be the engine that drives the car, and more often than not, he just hasn't seemed to be playing well when he's been in the lineup. 
He shot an absolutely horrendous three for 22 in this game, including one of five from three point from behind the three-point line. Just an absolutely fucking disgustingly bad game shooting all around for the UB Bulls. And they shot just 35.2% from the field and just an absolutely disgusting 18% from behind the arc. I think they went four for 22 behind the arc, which is absolutely horrendous for a team that does not have a very good inside game for a team that does not have a very good post player you have to be able to knock down your shots and your open looks if you're going to be successful moving forward this season all that taken in consideration one thing is very very clear to me and that this team has way too much potential to be just 6 and 4 at the 10 game mark in this season and something needs to be done to drastically change what is going on in Buffalo and to unlock the potential that this team has moving forward that's going to do it for this video, guys. Thanks for watching. Remember, if you are new to the channel, like, subscribe, hit that notification bell so you guys never miss a video. We talk UB Bulls, men's basketball and football. We talk Buffalo Sabres and Buffalo Bills right here on this station. Channels weekly, guys. Thank you for watching. Have a fantastic week. Could they really sneak in? What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to another video of Sports Talk Buffalo. After an absolutely miserable month of November and a little bit of December, where it saw the Buffalo Sabres go 3-13-2, the Sabres seem to have turned things around a bit, going 2-0-2 in their last four games and collecting five of six points on a road trip that saw them go up against a uh, go up against opponents with a combined record of 48, 26, and 12. So they were going up against three very good teams and were able to sneak out five of six points on this three-game road trip, which is just incredible success. And the success stems in part from incredible goaltending from Uka Pekalukkanen. Yes, I said that right. Uka Pekalukkanen, the Buffalo Sabres second round draft pick from a few years ago, getting an opportunity because of injuries and sickness and COVID. And he came in and he has shined in the opportunities that he has been given. He has played five games for the Buffalo Sabres. All of the games that he has played, he's given up just two goals in each of those five games and has been absolutely outstanding, even though his record is... 2-2-1 two, two, and one in those five games. He has been incredible with a 1.96 goals against average and a .939 save percentage. And in his first start also after injury, Malcolm Subban was also incredible and was able to post a 9.38 save percentage and arguably the save of the year in which he reaches behind his back to make a save. And this ends up being an absolutely huge save because the Buffalo Sabres come back and end up earning a point in this game against the Pittsburgh Penguins. Now, like I said, Lukanen in his five games seems to have really 
taken control of the crease. He has looked comfortable, calm, and in control. And he has given the Sabres an opportunity to win in all five games that he has played in. If the Buffalo Sabres can find their scoring like they did in that stretch where they scored four goals in like seven in seven of the games or something of that nature where the Buffalo Sabres were just putting the puck in the back of the net If UPL continues to play the way he has been playing and giving them an opportunity, the Buffalo Sabres could really go on a little bit of a run here, and that is surprising to absolutely everybody who believed the Buffalo Sabres were dead and buried in the water just a few weeks ago. Now, he has really taken control of that crease, especially given the opportunity after Craig Anderson went down, and as of 12, 17, 21, just yesterday at the time of this recording, the Buffalo Sabres sit just six points. I said that right, just six points out of a potential wild card playoff spot in the Eastern Conference. Now, can the Buffalo Sabres actually do the impossible, what most people believed is the impossible, and sneak into the playoffs this season? Probably not, in all honesty, as they are currently on pace for just a record of 27 wins, 42 losses, and 13 overtime losses, which would give them just 67 points on the season, and that will probably not be enough to get them to where we all want them to be here in Western New York, and that is back in the playoffs for the first time in more than a decade. If Lukanen does continue to play the way he has played, however... This Buffalo Sabres team with the quality of play that they have been receiving from a lot of their forwards may have an opportunity to be right on that bubble come the end of the season. Now, a couple other things need to happen for the Buffalo Sabres to pull off this miracle. The first thing that needs to happen is that the Sabres must continue to heed the words of head coach Don Granado as it seems they have been continuously getting better and better and better game after game, playing a very north-south game, a very heavy forechecking, heavy attacking, quick puck-moving game, and that has really benefited the Buffalo Sabres this season. They are frustrating teams, they are outworking teams, and if this and and even with the lack of talent overall on this roster, the Buffalo Sabres are in most of the games that they have played this season, and that bodes well, especially if they start to get goaltending from here on out. One of the other things that needs to happen is the Sabres must continue to play that fast-paced game, as I stated, the north-south game, the fast puck movement, and the good forechecking. And they also must continue to get scoring from the entire lineup. Something that is being overlooked is the fact that the Buffalo Sabres know they don't have a go-to guy. They don't have, you know, this line or that line that is their go-to line. They're getting scoring from up and down the lineup, and they have all season long. At this point, the Sabres have 10 players that have 10 or more points, and they have 7 players that are currently on pace for over 40 points this season. Those players include Cousins and Asplund, who are both on pace for 41 points in 82 games. Jeff Skinner, who's on pace for 46 points in 82 games. Darlene and Thompson, who are both on pace for 49 points in 82 games. 
Kyle Ocposo, who has seemed to come out of nowhere. He seems fast. He seems confident. He seems aggressive. And he has been playing his absolute butt off this season for the Buffalo Sabres. A very welcome sign. And if he continues to play like this, he will probably earn himself another contract for the Buffalo Sabres as he would be a very good uh, third line Second, third, no, I won't say second line guy. Very good third line guy, a top nine forward. If he continues to play like this, he's on pace for 55 points in 82 games. And of course, the player who has been at averaging near a point per game in Victor Olofsson, he is on pace for 57 points if he plays for the rest of the season, and that would be in 74 games. Now, if they continue to get solid goaltending and scoring from up and down the lineup, there is no telling what this season holds for the Buffalo Sabres. There is one thing, however, that is very, very certain when you are talking about this Buffalo Sabres team and that they are fun to watch again. If you do not have incredibly high expectations for the Buffalo Sabres. You understand what this season is mostly about, and that is the development of the younger players in this organization. Then you will have a lot of fun watching this Buffalo Sabres team work night in and night out. Watch them stand up for each other. Fitz, uh, I think it's Fitz... Gerald and Fitzgerald or Fitz, I don't think, I, I forgot his name, and Tage Thompson getting into fights in the last game, standing up for their teammates. Absolutely fantastic to see. And they are headed in the right direction under Don Granado. Fantastic thing to see. And they have some things also percolating in the AHL. So they're definitely going in the right direction. This Buffalo Sabres team may be very, very good in a few years to come. That's going to do it for this episode of Sports Talk Buffalo. Guys, remember, if you like what you're hearing, hit the subscribe button, hit that notification bell, give me a thumbs up so that you guys can never miss a video. I talk Sabres, Bills, and UB Bulls, men's basketball and football right here on this channel, guys. Videos almost every single week. Thank you for watching. Have a fantastic week.